it's finally here. The first episode of Grace Church Offstage, where we go deeper into questions and topics we may not have time for on Sundays, and where we get to know you, our Grace Church family, a little more. This week, Pastor Devin sits down with a conversation with a couple at Grace Church, TJ and Autumn McKenzie. They talk about everything from their favorite podcasts and hobbies, their early family life, their marriage and how they met, and their experiences in and out of church. This was a fun conversation, and we hope you enjoy getting to know TJ and Autumn as much as we did. One quick reminder before we jump into this podcast. We're planning some upcoming episodes to talk about all of your Bible questions. So if you haven't already, shoot us a text message or call and leave a voicemail at 479-310-6763. And we might feature your question here on the podcast. That number will be in the show notes as well, so don't worry about scrambling to write it down right away. Eyes on the road. And with that, please enjoy Pastor Devin's conversation with TJ and Autumn McKenzie. So, Armchair Podcast, the armchair expert, is how it goes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I like him because he seems ordinary. Yeah. Right? He's famous, but he's still right. an ordinary person. Yeah. He has the weird, and he's like, he has the weirdest things that he worries about. And, but anyways, the, the guess that he and has you say on, weird, you mean like ordinary person weird, like... Yeah, like, he... I don't know. He's really open about where he is. He also, he came from like a really weird broken home situation with a lot of men in and out of his life because his mom, uh, his dad left him. And it's like how how all these things culminated. And now he's famous. he's married to like America's sweetheart. And <laughs> married he's to America's not America's sweetheart. Yeah. sweetheart. No, yeah, absolutely. And it's just, it's interesting. So, I don't know. I like it. And they've got two children. And they don't, like, their children are completely censored from their world for the most part. Yeah. They don't even show their faces. They're just faces. mom and dad to them. Yeah, yeah, they don't even show their faces. And, it's, like, on Instagram, they cover their children's faces. Yeah. Like, they don't show pictures of their kids or anything. And it's a personal choice, they said. But, you know, maybe later on, if their kids get old enough, and they're like, we don't care. Yeah, sure. No, but, anyways. Well, it's like their choice. Yeah. 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 Idea, right? yeah. 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 No, I see that. Yeah. So, it's I mean, he's married to Anna from Frozen. You know? Yeah, I, mean, no. I mean, that's pretty great. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He talks about it all the time about Frozen and just like the the whirlwind that they're in with Frozen. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's yeah. huge sensation. <laughs> it's a big deal. But then they yes. bring you right. So kids bring them right back to reality because it's like all their friends are so excited. And then she's like, mom, you know, they have the big red carpet premiere and they're everything. And her mom's there and she's Anna and the <laughs> girls are like, um, in costume and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Can you go? Uh, oh, I know what it was. She was going to perform live on one of the, like, Regis and Kelly or something. Yeah, so, yeah. Dax had the two girls there. And Monza, he's like, they're like, we're hungry. And she's, he's like, Mom's fixing to come on. She's going to sing from Frozen. And they're like, we want chicken nuggets yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> Who and so, cares about like, this? they <laughs> literally missed the performance because he wouldn't got the chicken nuggets. Because they don't care. I know that story. Like, they don't care about how famous their mom is. They're just... Kid, like normal kids are worried about themselves it. and what's going on with them right then so anyway this is kind of funny this is terrific you just take it for granted so what's your favorite podcast uh, my favorite podcast probably uh, Bo's The Hog Pod mm. I really like it but why do you like that one so much I mean like just because what he, is it about it because he normally goes into depth with people that I'm interested to hear from yeah that, right. are, that are part of the university you know learning like uh, whenever he done uh, oh uh, 
uh, Norm DeBrine. You yeah. Know, we got to learn how the baseball, you know, where all the money came from, how they got the money, uh, how Frank, how Frank Brawls pretty much prostituted out Norm uh, Norm DeBrine <laughs> to the people to yeah yeah you know, pretty to, much yeah to, yeah to Mr. Walker to get yeah, the, to, yeah it's a different Walker he said he said uh, not this Walker <laughs> yeah he said. Uh, you're gonna have to. This is where he goes to church. He said you need to go there, and I mean, it, 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 he lays it all out. You know, he actually started. Uh, he wasn't even a baseball coach at the U of A at first. Yeah, he was, uh, he was the driver's ed. That's right. Yeah, driver's ed. We're and just, we're raised back through and through. Yeah. So I anything mean, raised anything. Yeah, just interesting. But you said like <laughs> um, in duck season. Well, yeah. podcast that like you like, like Doctor Duck. It's called Doctor Duck. It's called Doctor Duck, yeah, and it's uh, and it's guys from Texas. They hunt public land. You know, they're not. They don't. Like most people that have podcasts around here, they uh, you know, or anywhere that that I would listen to, they hunt. You know, private land. You know, big. You know, fancy stuff. These guys are having to go out work for it. That's what I have to do when I go out duck hunt. I hunt public land. Yeah. I mean, I get up, I get up at three o'clock in the morning. I'm at the boat ramp by four o'clock, ready to hit the water. You know, I mean, out there till one, two o'clock in the afternoon, come home. See, now, okay, when I hear people talk about hunting who are passionate about hunting, there's a part of me that goes, oh, man. I, I, I mean, like, it's almost like I can feel it. I mean, I can feel, the, like, how alive it, it makes you feel. Yeah. I'll but then I start to think about me literally physically doing it, and I go, no, I'm out. I'm good. Well, no, that's but, cool, but I mean. But I just want to hear your stories about it. Because I get like a high just hearing you be excited about it. Yeah, that's uh, like I mean I used to. It is an ex- it's like a whole experience for them. They like he's a cook, so he cooks their breakfast. He cooks their lunch. He yeah. like, he meal plans for the yeah. whole thing for I, them. I, I mean, it's like I'm, a, I'm, like I'm, a mother I'm, duck. I'm the, well, see, and I, I'm you know, <laughs> I, and I can't really get out there and wade in the water, or pick the ducks up, right, right, pick up decoys because I'm mean, I'm I'm a fall hazard. Yeah. So I, I drive I drive I drive the boat. Fall hazard. Yeah, I, I drive the boat. And I cook the food, and and then we all just hang out. And I used to, I, I mean, I used to deer hunt, man. That was like the thing. And then I got to where I started fishing, and yeah. when I fish, the, when hunt season starts, like middle of September now, right. and in October, that's like prime bass fishing time. I mean, that's like the best time to go. Cutting into your fishing, then. Yeah. So now I'm like, well, I don't care about deer hunting anymore. I want to fish more. Why? Why fish more? Yeah. Oh, because I mean, the fishing is like. Amazing! It's like the spring times too. The spring is like one of the best times to fish, but most people don't realize that September and October and early November is like some of the best, especially here because we don't get an early winter. You know. So, but like, what part of it of fishing as opposed to hunting is like more enjoyable for you? Um, is it less like physical work? It's almost like it's more time enjoying. Yes, being I, out there. Like, like deer hunting, uh, you got to do a lot of walking. I mean, I just I can't really do right. that. Right, gotcha. Uh, but the fishing, I mean, you know, it's it's with you and a buddy. You know, generally you're not. You know, deer hunting, you're mostly by yourself. Quiet. You know? Quiet, which I don't mind that. But I also <laughs> don't mind to sleep in sometimes too. I'll get up. I, I'll get up a lot. <laughs> I got gotcha, you. Yeah, yeah. Eat something, then I'll go out and sit all day long and deer hunt. Right. But I'm not. I'm not driven to get up at two hours before daylight and to go deer hunting like I am duck hunting. Duck hunting. I mean, alarm goes off one time. I'm up. I mean, it don't matter if I've been four it's days crazy. in a row. I mean, I just. And, and I don't even know why they go to sleep when they get up at two and three. <laughs> it's crazy. Sometimes they'll get like when they're the first of the season because they have to get to their spot. Was it last year? This is how early it gets up. I'll put something in the crock pot at 10 p.m. So by the time he left at 2 a.m., it was good. And then that's what they ate. I just put it in oh, a big thermos and take it with me. And... Like, it's just crazy, but they love it. Yeah. So 
Do you like the Fisher Hunt Long? No. I pretended for long. <laughs> Our relationship weird. has evolved to a healthier level. I'm no honest. <laughs> yeah, no, TJ, uh, my, my family, I mean, I grew up fishing and hunting, but honestly, I just, I mostly did it because to spend any time with my dad, I had to. Because I have brothers, and so my dad spent all his time with them. Yeah. So if I was going to incorporate any time with him, then I had to do that. But I would, I mean, and that's not that I don't enjoy it, but I'm, well, I'm a busybody. So the whole time I'm sitting there, I'm like, well, this is a good example. It was a beautiful day Saturday. He told me all week he wanted to go to the woods, which is fine, but I wanted to run some errands first. So I spent most of my morning running around doing all of this stuff. And then we went to the woods. And he, we took grill, or we were cooking on open flame, but we took our dog, went to the creek, and he cooked a steak and stuff. And about 20 seconds after I got done eating, I'm like, so when are we going back home? <laughs> this is great. I'm enjoying the experience. Now I'm done. Yes. Yeah, so and like, this was after we'd already cleaned the, the bedroom out, got the carpet tore up. We'd already had everything ready to go. It's not like we had anything that was just pressing that we had to get home. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was nice and clean. Then, yeah, it was like, so about 20, 25 minutes, 20, 30 minutes. I just, I can't. He likes to go driving. I'm like, where are we going? Why are we going? What are we going to do when we get there? Yeah. <laughs> I'm the opposite. Now, What's your background with like church experience? Like, I grew up in a Presbyterian church. My, Presbyterian, okay. Uh, yeah, my nanny. Uh, that's where I pretty much, you know, went to from kindergarten, you know, all the way up through the yeah. classes, and then I uh, got, you know, became a member of the church there. And you know, it's a small town, and you know, we got three hundred something people. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so I mean, we're not real big, and uh, you know how small town churches are they're real tight. <laughs> And uh, I like that word for it. small town churches are tight. Well, they are. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah. you know, all churches have their own little organization, you know. Absolutely. I mean? yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it was a good church. You know, I met a lot of a lot of friends, you know, through the church, you know, that I went to school with, you know. But uh, I guess probably when I was about, you know, 18, 19 years old, I just kind of went on my own little way for a while. And, it's kind of drifting. You know, was uh, the uh, Mother's Day, Easter, Christmas. You know, I was. Oh, he fell into that box. He still want to make yeah. mama happy. He's yeah, you know, I, I love my nanny. I mean, my nanny always loved to see me come into church. You know, and I've always believed. I've been a believer my whole life. You know, but nanny just. Uh, yeah, my grandparents. I had a lot to do with my my brother's raising. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, for sure. My dad, my mom got divorced whenever I was seven. Right. Yeah. So then, you know, uh, they just brought you in. Yeah. Well, they built us a little house behind their house and. My mom had to be at work, you know, leave for work at 6 o'clock every morning, you know. So we'd get up, go to Nanny's. She was retired. My grandpa worked for himself. He was a bulldozer operator, you know, made good money. At Absolutely, that, yeah. No. At that time, doing his own thing. And uh, so my Nanny was able to stay home and get me and my brother off to school every day. Cook them breakfast. Yeah. Cook them after and, school. And You're like, that's awesome, but he has high expectations now, right? Yeah. yeah. Well... <laughs> Well, they didn't I, get the size. And, and, and in all honesty, I mean, me and my nanny, I mean, and we really never got along a lot. Right, yeah. You know, I mean, we bickered a lot. But my nanny raised three girls, and me and my brother are all boys. <laughs> I mean, we're boys. I mean, you know, we. In our last two. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we... You know, we're two we, giant boys. Yes, they eat a lot, that the drove her crazy, uh, always, you know, doing stuff. You know, we was always into stuff. You know, my grandpa always had stuff around. You know, we, you know my grandpa would be gone. I'd be 14 years old out there trying to fire his welder up to weld on stuff just to do it. And, or out there playing with a cutting torch at 13 years old trying to, you know, cut metal. And 
Well, the good old days, right? Yeah, you know. I'll be playing with, here, brother, hold on to this while I'll be I playing with the cutting torch. Yeah. And him and his brother are extremely close, even though they're six years yeah. apart. Oh, six years apart? Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, but my, my dad wasn't in my life. You know, uh, wasn't. And he's there. older, right? No, I'm the older. Okay, yeah. you're the older one. Yeah, so, you know, my what dad. dad? We, I make fun a lot, and I call TJ his daddy. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, that's basically. your papa in the house, huh? I was, you know. I mean, uh, I was 16 years old, and when I was starting to drive, my mom said, Wherever you go, he's going with you. Yeah. You know, so you don't get in trouble, you know, he'll because he's going to tell on me. So, but eventually he got to where he's like, he liked to do fun and ignorant stuff too. So, we would go, okay. yeah, my, yeah, we'd go mudding in the car. That car on my mom. Yeah. You know, what kind of car is this? Suzuki sidekick. Oh, man. I can tell you all kinds of things. He's already been The ones are extremely prone to rolling like, over. Yeah, the I mean, ones I, are. Yeah, you got to think, I've been this size since I was 14, 15 years old. <laughs> How'd you even fit in that thing? I mean, with the seat back, laid back. I it's mean, tight. Yeah, yeah. It's a four-door. It wasn't... Uh, it Do wasn't, you guys have the gauge that kind of showed um, the, it's about the tilt and roll over? We didn't have... You know what I'm talking about? Not in the sidekick, no, but in the Dodge Raider that my mom and dad had had one of those. And I, and, and you you it, could see like how close yeah, it is to rolling yeah, over. Tipping, yeah. That was always freaking me out in those yeah. things because like the wheelbase are so close. Close, yeah. You could roll those things over. With they no drive effort. over a point and drop. My Aunt Lori used to have a little geo <laughs> track. A geo tracker, and she would take me and my. She was like, my grandpa. That engine could not pull you around. Come oh, on. yeah. Come I mean, on. Man, I used to race that thing up the mountain, people. All you the used time. to race what? The sidekick. <laughs> yeah, the four cylinder, man. Hey. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, I. If, These if, stories, man. That's what I'm talking about. If, 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 if it had a motor, we drove the wheels off of it. I mean, that's just the way we my that's his way we were brought up. I mean, up until basically she come around and kind of shut the 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 stunt park down as we used to call it. Yeah, because I mean, he had four men living in yeah, there. Back mean, had four of them. Know, we had several races. It was called the what the stud park. Yeah, we called it the stunt park. <laughs> we had a we had a dirt bike track in the field. You know, with jumps. I got I got sixteen acres where I live, so I mean I got plenty of room to roam around. Uh, you know, we my we call brother, it roaming. I yeah. like that. We call it okay yeah. roaming. My my brother, he's a mechanic. He works on everything, so he kept everything running. They can break it. And yeah, we can break it. it. He can fix it. And this is the perfect team for I chaos. I, had, I wish I had the video of the knees of the red Nissan truck. Yeah. A lot in Willie's. I rode in that thing before. Yeah, I had a little. Once. Well, I was about to say, how many times did One you ride? One time. Uh, I had a little hard body Nissan. I know you know what those are. Mm-hmm. Little red four wheel mm-hmm. drive. Yeah. Oh man, four wheel drive. We would bash that sucker around the dirt bike track, and it would not fall apart. <laughs> On a dirt bike track. Yeah, it, yes. it would not fall apart. I'm serious. Jump it. I mean, it would not fall apart. Rag it out. Sold it for the same amount of money I bought it for. Sure did. After you used it as a go kart, and her brother drove it for a year. For a four wheel drive truck. My brothers are just as bad. I yeah. have, I have, yeah. How many brothers do you have on? Well, I have five brothers, but it's a, we have a year's mine and ours family. My parents are divorced also. Yeah. And so I have five brothers. And all three of them, two of them are full throttle all the time on bad decisions. Full throttle on bad decisions. I love and it. just on, just full throttle. Chris and he, yeah. my baby brother. Well, they're both. I, I'm the. I have a stepbrother, um, Steve, which we don't we don't call each other that, but to kind of explain our timeline, no, he's older yeah, than me. You, yeah. And then, uh, then there's me, and then my brother Chris and I. We have the same mom and dad. 
and then our parents got divorced, and then my uh, brother Justin that goes here. Right, yeah, Justin. That's actually my stepmom's son. He's actually my stepbrother, but we're extremely, we're a lot alike, and we're extremely close. Um, and then we have a baby brother that uh, my dad and stepmom had together, so yeah, we all share a half brother. But then my mom married also, and uh, so I have a stepbrother through my stepdad. So anyway. hey, it sounds simple to me. <laughs> it's very complicated. <laughs> it's a lot of personalities. It's a, it's a lot, lot of, going on, right? Yeah, it's a lot but, of. Yeah, stuff. yeah, uh, a broad range of things. Yes, oh it's very. It's still very confusing. <laughs> and her oldest <laughs> to brother, deal with uh, everyone. Her oldest uh, stepbrother has five kids as well. Yeah. So I, we have. He his brother has a, a child. He, she just right. turned a year old in December. But my with my family, there's fifth no sixteen now nieces Six, and nephews. Sixteen. Mm-hmm. I'm the only one that has to have children. Yeah. So. And there's, you know, so I have ne- uh, nephew. I have two great nephews. So my oldest nephews, just one just turned twenty, and the one the second one's fixing to turn twenty in July. You have they great both nephews. Have, yeah. Already. Mm-hmm. What in the world? Yeah. Yeah. I think I cried more than their parents when I found out they were pregnant. So I'm like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> you are a baby. Why yeah. are you? No. I, yeah. No, I can understand that. Crazy. But. They're just, we have a huge range of personalities in my family. Yeah. So. And as for me and my family. I'm the kind of the oddball out in my family. Yeah. I'm like, not the black sheep, because I mean, I don't do anything wrong, but. Yeah. Just like what makes friends. you the odd one? Just, I honestly, I think just, I'm a lot like my mom, and most of us grew up at my dad's, because uh, four of my brothers no, grew up yeah, there. I got you. And so, I just, I'm really outspoken. I'm really, and I'm a girl, and they're boys, and I'm. <laughs> I'm uh, really bossy. I am, I don't know. Have a hard time uh, being honest, right? No. No. I'm really (laughs) The opposite. I'm really tough on their girlfriends. I don't mind to speak my mind, right? Yeah. Yeah. And she doesn't mind to ask questions like, what's going on? Why is this being? What's, you know. Yeah. The other day my brother called me for a favor. And I gave him like three seconds. And I was like, well, I don't agree with what you're doing. So no. (laughs) (laughs) So. He was I like, yeah. he's like, well, I still love you, but I'm sure he wanted to call me something. But he didn't. He just said, okay, I love you. Talk to you later. Bye. He's like, all right, see you. Goodbye. <laughs> so, I'll see you at Christmas. Well, like he's, you know, I'm sure he's probably going, yeah, that's, that's just my sister. That's how she yeah. is. That's what I expected. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. I usually know what to expect from them too. It didn't surprise me what he had to say anyways. But. So what was your church experience, Autumn? Um... My mother does not go to church and yeah. really has never gone to church. My stepdad either. Why do you think that is? Um, I think my, I really think it's my step, well, I don't know. I think it's because they don't really, I guess they just don't really have a, mm, I don't know. I think my mom, I don't want to say the wrong thing. I think my mom has, she believes in herself. Yeah. And she doesn't necessarily believe that like anything besides the work she's done has got her where she is. I understand. Yeah. And then my stepdad, I think he had a bad experience at church. I think, I don't know much about his dad. Join the club, right? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know much about his dad because he was already passed away whenever I met him and everything. Right. Yeah. He passed away when he was like a teenager. But, um, from what I can tell, his dad was a religious person. Like, my stepdad has his Bible, and, and it, there's, like, things where, like, I've seen it before. But whenever I was younger, and I was super, really interested in church, you know, like, I was a teenager, and I got, made the choice to be baptized, and I was, like, really into youth and everything. And I would ask them, you know, about going to church. Then he would basically be like, well, I don't need to go to church because I, I'm i in charge of my relationship with God. I don't have to. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Situation. So, Me and Jesus really, kind of a thing. Yes. Yeah, I got you. 
And I never really approached it. I mean, my mom would come to like whenever I was younger and I'd sing or something, she would come and, and watch. But what my, type of church is this that, you know, <clears throat> get baptized in? You're non denominational. Right here in Alma, Victoria's Life. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, right awesome. A to Z. I actually got baptized in my swimming pool at my house, at my dad's house. But my dad and them, they started going, my dad and my stepmom, they started going to church. We actually went, um, let's see, Quentin's 21. So I guess about 21 years ago, my cousin Quentin was born. He was baby Jesus. He was born in October. He was baby Jesus in December. The baby Jesus, yes. At Victoria's yeah. Life, my dad and them went, and we never stopped going. And they started making us go, and so we all went. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. And that's where they still go. And So did you just, like, stay steady this whole time or did, no did something I happen? went all the way I went to Victoria's Life all the way until I was about eight I'd already graduated high school but I was ready to I knew a long time ago that I wanted to move out of my you know I lived with my dad I, I wanted to move out because I wanted my own space and so it got to that point where I didn't want to go anymore my dad was still making me get up and go to church and I was like well I don't want to go to church anymore on Sunday mornings I want to sleep because I work and you know I'm doing my own thing and he was basically like well you can go or you can move so I'm right, like, no, hey, absolutely, hey, yeah. I'm getting an apartment next week yeah. so see you later so. so okay so like you both it seems like the same like stage of life mm-hmm. you both kind of just decided to kind of go on your own way to kind of you know figure things out mm-hmm. and you both kind of wandered off the church and like what do you think's going on there in that space I was in. I, I mean, I was in. You know, I was in a different frame of life then. I I, I run with a rough crowd. I done. You. I done things I shouldn't have been doing. You know. <laughs> you know. I mean, I. I. I did. You're busy I, running the uh, what the um, the stud park. Yeah. Well, no, that was that was later on. In, that was later on in life. That's. I, I, I was That's when you calmed down. The yeah. set part was the was, was the calm, calm part of yeah, life. Yeah, it I really, mean. it really, truly was. I got you. He says all the time, if we had met months earlier, that like, there's no way we would. Yeah, I mean, it it, it was all timing for me and her. But uh, so yeah. how'd you meet then? Huh? Well, how did you meet? Tell me the story. My brother Chris. Yeah. Um, the one that's full full bad decisions most of the time. He that she doesn't hardly ever get along with or do anything. Right. We do not yeah. hang out. I mean, we we love each other even now. I mean, I, I think we love each other now more that we're older, but we love each other, but we're very opposite in opinions no, yeah. and everything. Anyways, one day, uh, well, actually, about a month earlier. TJ and his brother Lawton had friended me on Facebook. I'm assuming to be nosy about me. Start creeping on me. Well, yeah, my brother told me that he had Facebook had creeping. Yeah. You know, and at that point in my life, I was still kind of, you know, I was still. At, well, this was after my wreck. Before I had my wreck, I was pretty wild. I mean, I drank a lot, done a lot of things that I probably shouldn't. Right. Have. Yeah. Been places I shouldn't have been. You know, I I had to grow up fast too. My dad. If I wanted to be around my dad, my dad, you know, was a drug user, and we hung around bad places. No, I got you. We used to have this place we used to go. He always called home shopping. Yeah, cool. So I can tell you some home stuff. shopping. Yeah, I could, I could, I could, I could make a, I could make a whole hour worth of just talking about going there all the time. Well, yeah. anyways, I posted on Facebook. Yeah. I had a roommate, and my roommate was going. She had just met her now husband, and uh, she was going to hang out with him. So I posted on, you know, Facebook something about hanging out by myself or something. Anyway, my brother called me, and he's like, "Hey, you should come up here and hang out at my with his girlfriend at the time, Bailey, with uh, me and Bailey up here." At, uh, we made these friends down the road we've been hanging out with like the last month or two. You should come down here and... He had a dirt bike. <laughs> oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. Like, you should come up here and hang out with them. So I'm like, it was like 10 o'clock at night. So I'm like, well, I was like, I, okay, I guess I will. And I took some clothes. I was just going to sit out with them because they lived That's up the road. Yeah, there. right. So I went up there and sat on TJ's front porch with a bunch of guys. And um, I walked... <laughs> Our full disclosure. <laughs> <laughs> it will be out there. So you can say, like, you know, what I walked into his house 
and it was filled with smoke and stuff. And I was like, what? First of all, my brother knows me. So I'm like, one, why did you invite me up here? Because you right. know I don't like people like this. And two, I'm not even cool. Like, I am such a jerk. Like, I do yeah, not want to yeah. be with these people. Right. I'm square. And so, anyways, uh, so I got over it and I sat on the front porch. And anyways, TJ didn't say two words to me. Not a word. His Smooth. brother Smooth. got Smooth. there. Now, yeah. why didn't you say anything? Oh, because that's my game, man. I, I can't talk to girls. I've just never been able to. I mean, I, he's friends. To, I'm friends, friends on my whole life, man. My, my 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 friends that were girls would call me to tell me about my horrible friends. Yeah. And tell me, I can't believe he treats me like this. I can't believe he does me like this. And I'm just like, I, I know. I, I can't believe it either. And <laughs> I wouldn't treat you like that. Oh, you're my friend. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Oh, Lord have mercy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, even when I got older and I thought I was cool, I was still not cool. I mean, at least you're honest about it. I mean, I had a motorcycle. I mean, I used to always have my seat and extra helmet and be like, hey, I got No. <laughs> well, to put it in perspective, so we're still, he's probably, I've probably been there like an hour or so. And then here comes this truck. So he's like, I think it was you, your friend Nate was there, Chris, my brother Chris and Bailey were there. And then Jake was there. Was there. It's all close, some of his closest friends. And then, uh, oh, and Lavelle. Yeah. And then, yeah. uh, here comes this truck hauling butt up the driveway. It's his brother and his friend James. And then Lawton got out and Lawton talked the entire night. His brother does all the talking. Yeah. Really? I mean, he talks a lot. Yeah. But, like, when Lawton's there, Lawton wants to... They have a competition over On the outside. More. <laughs> At first meet, like, most people would assume that you do your own talking. <laughs> you know? You don't have a small personality. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. He can fill a room. So what's this guy like? Where he, You know, if he does the talking for you. He's just... Uh, He's like my dad. Somebody that ever that my, he never spent hardly any time with my dad, but he acts just like my dad. He talks like you know. My dad was always a fast talker. My dad, I mean, you know, he was you know always quick on his feet with wit. You know, I mean, he always had you know a joke to, you know to come back with. You know, I mean, just one of those type of people. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, but when Lawton's the same way, but I mean, he doesn't get that way though until he knows you. Yeah, he's, he's really shy at first. You know, and, and then he's an observer. But then once he kind of fills you out, gets to know you, and then he'll you know he'll start having fun, cutting up, and, and then yeah, then you can't get him to shut up. No, I gotcha. And then that. he you know, then he just kind of steals the show. But he's one of those types of people. He's like a sponge; he absorbs everything. So if he you know he remembers everything, but even if he thinks that they, he remembered it, even if it was just a little, like, oh no, this is really the way it was. You know, then he has to tell it. Lawton has a his, him and his girlfriend <laughs> like when we all you know get together and stuff so we can visit with the baby and everything. We can just sit there. They can they argue about timelines, about stories, about the story, how it really every, went down. It never mm-hmm. fails. At every story they start to tell, then the one of them has to jump in and say that wasn't how it happened, and then they have to argue about how it really happened or didn't happen. It's like a married couple. It yeah, is, we yes. really truly are. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like I said, they're real. I mean, they're really close for me. Yeah. For me to me being six years apart. My goodness, but, that sounds awesome. Anyway, so and that was a big struggle for us too, though, when we first got together was my brother. Mm-hmm. Because as me, I'm just, hey, whatever. I just fly by the seat of my pants. And Autumn's like, hey, no, this is what we're doing. And then Lawton wanted to be like, oh, no, this is what we're going to do. Lawton and I, the only, I always tell, I've told TJ this for almost nine years. The only difference between Lawton and I is that I admit that I'm like Lawton and Lawton would never admit that he's like me. Yeah. Like, we're very similar. I love it, yeah. We yeah. both want to be the boss and you just can't have two cheeks and yeah. I mean, and she's a much bigger than Lawton. <laughs> I promise. Lawton <laughs> so looks, Lott looks like me, just a little shorter and brown hair. Yeah. <laughs> so. I love it. Anyways. Now, um, 
You mentioned earlier, you said it's a good thing that uh, in, uh, you met Autumn after your accident. What changed in you in this accident? Uh, I was still just wild. I, you know, like I said, I drank a lot. You know, I, you know, every weekend was party. Uh, and that wasn't the lifestyle that she lived. I mean, like I said, she was going to church. And, and me, I mean, it wasn't that I didn't believe. Like I said, I, I, I showed up on Christmas. And yeah, still in there Easter. somewhere. Yeah, you know, and I still, you know. Uh, and my buddy that I actually roommated with, uh, his family's very religious. So, I mean, you know, we, me and him would go to churches. And a lot of times we just kind of would just pop into a church. You know, we'd be like, oh, let's go to this church Sunday, you know, just see what it's like, you know. And we kind of wandered around. But, I mean, yeah, a lot of times I was just like, you know, hey, man, I, I believe what I believe. And, you know, we got this part worked out. You know, I'm a good person. I try to do right. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just try to be, a, you know, a good person about it. So, and then, uh, well, when I had my wreck, it's like I, I always say, you know, her, her dad, whether he knows it or not, he prayed for me all the time because he was all at that point in time when I had my wreck wasn't ever he was really praying for her, a husband, and I was in, in pretty bad shape. <clears throat> and uh, so I, it's kind of our little running joke whether you know he he doesn't you know he he you know he, he didn't want to give me away but yeah <laughs> he didn't realize yeah he didn't realize he was praying for me to get well so. You said to tell him, hey, I'm what you've been praying for, right? Yeah, here, in yeah. front of you. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about the wreck. July fifteenth, two thousand seven. Hmm. Uh, not much I can really remember about it. Left. Uh, I'd been at. Uh, actually, my grandparents had uh, just sold where me and my wife live now. They uh, was trying to sell their house, and uh, my mom was moving the rest of her stuff out of our little house that we grew up in. Yeah, right. there. And I'd been there, and uh, we had uh, helped her move a bunch of stuff out. Uh, me and my buddy James and uh, a bunch of guys we knew coming up from Facebook, or not Facebook, but from, you know, Fort Smith uh, riding. And uh, we heard them coming, so we jumped in line, you know, went up the hill with them. Like I said, I like to drive fast. You and your motorcycle? Yeah. You know, we like to ride fast. So, I mean, you know, we take off, we're racing them up the hill, you know. And uh, we get up to Artist Point, and I, we wasn't even going to go on, but... Uh, because I, I had some other stuff I had to do, but I was like, well, I'll just we'll ride on up, you know. And uh, we rode up from Artist Point, and we really wasn't even riding fast from there, you know, because from Artist Point to Fayetteville, it's, you know, pretty straight, and that's not like the tight corners. But, uh, right, yeah. So uh, we was just riding along, and uh, there was a bunch of motorcycles uh, at Grandma's House Cafe. It was the Bluebird Cafe. At that oh, time. okay, yeah. And uh, my buddy, he uh, rode a wheelie pass there for all, there's, you know, like a bunch of motorcycles sitting there. He rode a wheelie pass there, and I took off, and whenever he did, the car just made a U-turn in between me and my buddy, and he kind of, he hesitated, and then he kind of went again, and I mean, I was going in the opposite lane to go around him, and there wasn't nowhere I could go. I just, I hit him, and I flipped over the front of the hood, and broke both of my arms, uh, bruised my spinal cord, uh, collapsed both of my lungs, broke all the ribs on the right side, uh, busted my small intestine, they had to take six inches of it, sew up a spot on my liver, uh, was paralyzed, couldn't move my legs, and uh, I was in rehabilitation for a year and a half. Uh, I was in patient rehabilitation for from I was in the hospital from July fifteenth till July thirtieth. I was in ICU for seven days of that, and then I uh, went from the hospital directly into a rehabilitation unit until September. 
seven, like the day before my birthday, because I, I didn't want to be in there. I'd already been in there a month and a half. Almost. Gracious, yeah. And uh, I still couldn't walk. Uh, I still couldn't use my legs. Uh, the actual, the I, you know, I didn't have no, I didn't have no insurance because I was a young kid. You know, didn't know, you know, that you should have insurance. Then thank you, you know. You didn't have insurance. Well, not like health insurance. Okay, great, good. I got. You. Yeah, no, I had, I had. Uh, luckily, I did have insurance on my motorcycle. The guy that I hit had insurance. Uh, luckily, you know, it was his fault, you know. Uh, but uh, for three years, you can't file anything. You can't You can't go to court. You can't do anything with, uh, with the, they make you wait three years because they want to get all your hospital, you know, if you're going to die or whatever. They want everything to be done before they go to court over this so they can pay you one lump sum. They don't want to just start helping. So what happens in those three years? I mean, like, what happens? You're just like sitting around. Uh, Basically, yeah. That's like I said. uh, I want to. I want to say it was in February, late February or March. I finally took my first steps that were not in a sling or uh, what they call an auto ambulator, which is a deal that hooks to your waist, your legs, your your ankles, and your feet, and it makes you walk. It's a robotic deal. It makes you walk. Uh, I couldn't stay in it because of my weight. It, it hurt. It, it, it pushed. It puts a lot of pressure on your hips. Yeah. And uh, so I couldn't really walk in it very long. And I couldn't put any weight on my arms because of both of my yeah, arms. Yeah, you broke them. Yeah. And I've got titanium plates and on both ulnar and radius in each arm. Uh, and uh, so I just couldn't put any pressure on it. And uh, so I couldn't use a walk or anything to try to get my feet walking. So I finally got into a pool. They put me in Marvin Altman and got right, me in yeah. the pool and got a bunch of floaties around me and got I, I got to where I could wiggle my toes. So as I started being able to wiggle my toes more, my, my feet started working better. So I mean, like, okay. But you got to think, man, I was 300 and... Probably 360 at that time. 360. And I was down to about... A small two, human being. I was down to about... How two, tall are you? Six foot six. And I was down to 275 when I come out of rehabilitation. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, skin and bones, man. Skin, skin and, bones. and bones. I mean, seriously. I, 275. I, I wish I had the picture. If I were 275 at five foot seven, do you have any idea like what I would look yeah, like? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, just imagine, I mean, cheekbones. Oh, no, I, I can mean, imagine that. My arms, I mean, I mean, and I'm going to tell you, I was in some of the best shape of my life at that point. I was a plumber. I mean, I, I, I lifted water tanks by my, hot water tanks by myself. I mean, I mean, I, I'm, I was, you know, I was, I was not weak by no means. You know what I mean? I could, I could handle my own. So what is this process like to slowly have to, okay, now my toe is moving. And now I've got two toes. And but like, most exciting but, day of my life. But it's days going by yeah. between progress, right? I mean, I mean like how excruciating is the patient? Well, luckily I got a lot of them because most people would have went nuts. Which I mean, I started to. I mean, I I went through. A, I guess probably about the first week when I went into rehabilitation, I went into a really bad, bad depression. Like I didn't want to see nobody, and I didn't want to talk to nobody. I didn't want to do nothing. I didn't want to watch TV. Well, I didn't yeah, want to I eat. Mean, you know, that's not right? me. Yeah. I mean, first things first, I love to eat. <laughs> and second of all, I like to see people. I like to visit. Yeah, you know, you do. And, and I didn't want nobody. I didn't. You know, I didn't want my nerve. I, I didn't even want to try to take my medicine. You know, I just, I just want everybody just to leave me alone. Yeah. And. uh I had a therapist, and I'll never forget it. I mean, he was he was he was rude to me, but I mean, he come in, he locked the door, and he had some choice words to tell me, and he told me to quit being up, some yeah. other things, and said, "Get up out of this bed and let's do this." 
And uh, the next day, man, was a whole totally different world. We just we started and and uh, no pain, no gain. That's all I got to say because he pushed me every day, every day. He, he would even come in on the weekends. You know, he didn't have to. He didn't have to do that stuff. But I mean, he would He'd come that. in. Just yeah, to, absolutely. You know, just to just to work me over. You know, for an hour, take me into the therapy room and stretch me out and move my back and. <laughs> you know, make me do things, and uh, that's a, that's a that's a rough rough uh, rough year, man. <laughs> I can imagine. But uh, it's like I say, uh, you know, it's it, it was pretty devastating when they told me, you know, I was going to have to learn to not, you know, learn to live in a wheelchair. You know, I I was like, no, nah, that's not not going to happen. You can ask her. So a couple years ago, I hurt my back. We used to have this old wheel, my one of my old wheelchairs. Right. I hurt my back like severely bad. And I mean, I I do not get in a wheelchair. Refuse it, refuse it, refuse it. Yeah, I had to sit in one for so long. I I don't even care to even look at one. And I had to get in one, and I, I mean, I it just tore me apart. I mean, just it was not what I wanted to do. And then when I had surgery this last year, I had to get in another one. And I'm just like this. I don't I don't like it. I mean, it's just I don't I don't want to be in a wheelchair. But you know, so post um, accident, had the stud ranch going or the stud park, right? Yeah. Well. That was a few years later after we got <laughs> after after we got a got my medical bills paid for. Got you. Got my settlement and got things set up. Yeah, got got life going. So you have an entire night with Autumn on this porch and you don't say a word. Barely. I mean, how do you guys end up together after all this? I I'll tell you the honest truth because the next the next day I knew that my bro- they were going to ride motorcycles. My brother and him were going to ride motorcycles. Right. So, the next morning, uh, while they went to ride motorcycles, my, my brother's girlfriend and I, we were going to Fayetteville to shop. We were going to go have breakfast at like IHOP or whatever and then go shop. Well, Chris had texted Bailey and said that TJ had asked about me, asked some questions about me. And uh, so I was like, oh, okay. And I, I I thought he was cute. Like what I could see, it was really dark. I could tell he had blue eyes. And he was really he was, dark. Yeah. yeah. I could <laughs> and, tell he was tall. <laughs> yeah, he was tall. He had blue eyes. And I'll never forget this because I always, I don't know if it's just me, like I i was always like overweight when I grew up, so I was, I'm was i always very self-conscious about how other people sure. see things. And so I'll never forget this, this is so dumb, but I, he was wearing the ugliest shoes and these tapered jeans. And I was like, but he's <laughs> not fashionista. cool. Yes, he's not cool <laughs> at all. But it didn't bother me as much as it would have. I now, love it. Normally I'd be oh, real self-conscious cool. about it. Anyway, so I was like, man, I, like something about him just really drew me to him. Anyway, so that next night, or that 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 was a Sunday. That was a Sunday night we met each other, and then it was the Sunday we were eating and everything. And my brother text, and uh, so I just went on Facebook because I knew that he was following me on Facebook. And I put on Facebook, I said, I wish that um, I wish that I had uh, I wish I'd known today was going to be so pretty because I'd love to go for a fuller ride. And I knew he was going to call me because I knew that he'd been watching my stuff. And he, you knew he's still creeping. Sucked me right in. Three minutes later, he commented, and then um, he laid the bait out. He just took it. So and he good took fisherman. It. She's the good fisherman. That's right. The couple right now. And then he messaged. Then he messaged me privately and was like, um, basically said something like some of the things we can relate on. Something about and about how much Chris. Yeah, yeah. He can tell that Chris really loves me, which and Chris and I have a complicated re- relationship, but we do love each other and respect each other for the most part. Yeah. But um, he's like, I can really tell how much Chris loves you. He said, but you seem like the responsible one. It's kind of how I am, too. <laughs> and uh, and then yeah. he said, well, I wish I would have. He said, I wish uh, I would have seen your 
you know, your post or we could have yeah. made a, a four-wheel ride or something happened. He's like, if you want to, uh, let me know. So I sent him my phone number because he didn't even ask for it. Yeah, didn't even ask for it. <laughs> and so I just messaged him my phone number. And Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. hey, man. Get in there. Get what, in there. I mean, I'm telling you, I, I, that's, that's, my, that's my game, man. See how it works? It, it worked flawlessly. And then, when I finally needed it to. That's why you're a fisherman, <laughs> not a hunter, yeah. right? So We're going to let that fish come to me. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so he, he texted me, and yeah. then we end up calling each other. He, we were on, he was on bachelor time. I mean, I worked, I had, I actually had just accepted a job. In Northwest Arkansas. In Northwest Arkansas. So like, I was pretty serious about what I was doing. It's just nursing, time. right? Well, I worked in a nursing home, but I did the business office. I did gotcha. the Medicaid, Medicare billing, that kind of stuff. But I just accepted my new position. And, and so like, he wanted to talk till like two and three in the morning. I'm like, no, I'm a reasonable person. I get up at 6 a.m. Like, you can't call me at this time. And he would sleep till one or 2 p.m. Yeah, it was a small window yeah. to yeah. connect. Yeah. It didn't take him very long to realize he's going to have to get on my schedule. It's just like going fishing. Yeah. yeah. Had, yeah. to, had to get up earlier. And, uh, yeah, get, so get, then get he started going to bed earlier and getting up in the morning and talking to me on my way because I lived in Van Buren, so I was driving to Fayetteville. So I mean, I had a good hour drive. So, oh, there you go. Yeah. so we got to where we was talking in the morning, and that was we pretty much never stopped talking since then. Yeah. That next, uh, I'd already, <laughs> I'd already, we're such plotters. I'd already told myself. I'd already <laughs> told my roommate. I'm like, I started talking to this guy. I really like him. Um, and you know, I just met him on Saturday. This is like the Monday or Tuesday afterwards. I said, if he doesn't ask me out by Wednesday, by tomorrow night, um, if he doesn't ask me out by tomorrow night for the weekend, I'm going to tell him I'm busy. Yeah. And uh, Wednesday, on the way home, he said, hey, do you want to go to dinner on, on a Saturday? Saturday? And I was like, yeah. But then Friday morning when I got, went to work, I packed extra clothes and I called him and I said, hey, uh, when I get off work time, I'm going to stop by your house and we can go out tonight. Because yeah. I was like, I didn't want to wait till Saturday. Right so I, got, I actually was embarrassed to go to his house and change. So I went to my brother's house, she, changed clothes She, she there. drove like, she got off at the Winslow exit. We lived just above where you turned to go off into Chester. Yeah. And so she got off at the Winslow exit and her brother lived a quarter mile just north of me. But I was like, I didn't want him to see yeah, me she, going she changing. She was so afraid to drive past my house. I was plotting. So, yeah. anyway, so I went to their house and changed <laughs> clothes so that we could, you know, go on a date. But I love it. And then we hung out probably like till one or something, and then I went home that night. But well, I did come back up Saturday. And, yeah. Okay. And then um, Sunday morning, I made him go meet my dad, which my entire family was in shock because I I never had a boyfriend. Yeah. I was. I mean. I stopped going to church when I was younger, but I still followed all the rules. No, I, I didn't do what I wasn't supposed to do. I just did everything else. I have always had a smart mouth because I've always been bossy and everything. But I, my parents will tell you, I follow the rules. If they said don't do it, I just didn't do it for the most part. Because I slam my door or, back, or talk back. So, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. so they never seen me with a boyfriend and never seen me with a guy. So when I brought him over, they were, my dad was in a horrible mood that day. I don't know if it was just a combination of me bringing someone or what. But uh, I'll never forget because my nephew. I understand, yeah. I'm very close to my nieces and nephews and I always have been, even before I met TJ and everything. Now he's really close with them, but um, my nephew Eli, he was standing around the corner at my parents' house and he was right behind my sister-in-law and he's like, kept on looking and finally I said, Eli, what is your problem? He's like, I don't like the way he's touching you. <laughs> like, and he was probably... I've never seen someone do this before. Yeah. Seven or eight. And yeah. He was young. And so they were all in shock. And I print, and we never we never been apart since. And she did turn me down when I asked her out. Oh, he asked to be asked about me. Yeah, girlfriend. I was like, you know, you want to be my girlfriend, <laughs> and she was just kind of like, no, like that. And I was like, huh? 
Let's keep him off. I thought things were going away. Yeah, yeah. And she was... I thought I had you on the hook. Yeah, exactly. And so I was just kind of stunned, you know? And I was like, okay. But, you know, she still hugged me and left. And I was all happy. And I was like... That's not confusing at all. Yeah, (laughs) not at all. And I'm just like... What happened? What, what, what? I was keeping my options open. And then, yeah, well, then she's the still next, playing the field. Well, then the next morning, well, it was the next night. Yeah, well, it might be stay. Oh, yeah, you come by, you come by and see me after work. And she was like, "I want to take back what I said." I'll be your girlfriend. She, yeah, <laughs> it is weird for like adults to be in that stage, right? You know, I, know, exactly. I was twenty-five. Yeah, and he was know, twenty-seven. I, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's odd, right, to, to have to use oh, words yeah. like no, that. No, I was almost thirty. I was twenty-four. Yeah. Yeah. So we turned. We he has birthday in September. I have birthday in uh, December, and okay. we met in August. So. All right now. You've both kind of been through some experiences that we haven't like opened them all up, okay? Mm-hmm. But it sounds like you both have been through some pretty like painful experience. But when you talk about it, it sounds as if like you know you guys are light and you guys are laughing and joking and you guys are kind and you know just very open people. And somehow you're still going to church now. Typically, right when someone goes through like this type of pain, I mean honestly. Which, which, you know, you both have been through. Why would you ever come back to church? Because, I mean, typically this is what people leave church for, right? Hey, this terrible thing happened to me. Mm-hmm. I've been through pain. I've had to put up with all this junk in my life, right? Where was God, you know? Uh, I, well, that's one thing that I know, just like I said, that, that saved my life was I had a lot of people pulling for me. And majority of those people were praying over me. Uh-huh. And so I know that because, you know, they the ones that did come and see me, they prayed over me there. They prayed over me in, in, in all you know, all the churches in Mount Berg. I mean, just like I said, I've lived there my whole life. My whole family is known in Mount Berg. I mean, all the churches knew that I had a bad motorcycle wreck. You know, they were praying for me. And, and I mean, I just, I know that that's what, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for, I know that for a fact. No, you all are extremely honest, <clears throat> which I love about you. <laughs> um, for me... Honest people tend to have trouble with churches. Well, <laughs> that is very true. It's a great point. So for me, I left. I stopped going to church because I didn't want to go anymore. But I, you know, I didn't want to be, I don't know, told I had to do it right, yeah. a certain way. And um, I started going back to church on, because a friend of mine... Uh, she had started going to a new church. She's like, you'll really like this church. They have a young... I went to a small church. She's like, they have young people that are our age. They have like a young, you know, ministry. And I think you'll like it. And I mean, I was probably 21 or 22 whenever I decided to kind of step back sure, into yeah. church more, you know, more frequent, frequently. I was still going like... I was saying, you know, Easter, Christmas, keep my parents half sane. I go every once in a while. But... Um, I mean, really, we started going because we are at the age where, like, we want a husband. And so, I gotcha. I'm like, well, so you were I'm going not going to... Yeah, we're... You were going hunting. I've heard that there's deer yeah. in the area. Right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna My friend, this, I won't call her out, but this particular friend, we were on mission, and uh, we both knew... I mean, we both grew up in church, so we knew that we we're... I'm not going to find a guy that I'm... It's the bar or the church. Yeah, I'm right? not going like, to find a guy at So... Anyway, that was our mission, and we went. We started going to a, a church in Van Buren, and we I went there a couple of years. I really enjoyed it, um, but it's just kind of one of those things that it didn't have. It didn't like grab me. I guess maybe I'm so familiar with my parents' church, so I would I'd go there, and I really enjoyed the church, and I saw a lot of growth personally, and, you know, in myself and my relationship with God, kind of. That spark that I had whenever I was a teenager. Right, like, yeah, I, was, yeah. I always felt consumed with God when I was a teenager. And then it kind of got to where I was just like, of course I go with Sunday. Of course I go on this Wednesday. Right. And then I kind of felt that again as a young adult. 
and um so I went there for a while but I still always felt kind of drawn to my parents church maybe I just think familiar you know I was familiar with it sure yeah that have always loved me and anyways and so um you know prayed for me and everything but um because I am an honest person I do have issues with my parents church so I'll the older I get the more the older I got the more issue I was having with my church and so I just basically left it again when we started dating uh we you know I knew that I was going to be married by a pastor. I wasn't just going to hire an officiant. So, and I had ha- originally I had wanted my pastor to do it. The pastor that the I captain to do it on the boat. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that been I never understood like that concept, but it's pretty great. Yeah, I like it. I originally wanted like my pastor to do it, um, but the closer you know closer it got we had we actually let a friend do it who's a pastor now um yeah adam hamilton and i chose just the my dad is you know has done a lot of um has done a lot of wedding stuff i didn't want my dad to be the person that married me i wanted him to be the dad right yeah Um, anyway so uh we went to that church because we went back to that church right before we got married because um you know they had like requirements we had to do so many pre Whatever, yeah. all that stuff, and so we did it all. Um, well, we wanted to have a covenant, a covenant marriage. Yes, we we want we was gonna we yes. were gonna do the that life that oh, marriage license. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we'd already had made a decision that that was trying to lock it down. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, you know, uh, one thing about Autumn, whenever we were dating, it was probably about I don't know, probably about three months in, three and a half. Not months. very long in. Uh, we was coming. We'd been out, and uh, we was coming back. Me driving back road home, and uh, she goes. I'm just going to tell you right up front, uh, if you're just wanting a girlfriend, I'm, I'm not the girl for you. I, I, I want to be married. I want to I, <laughs> I love that. Just bam. And I was like, and I've, I've always been the guy that was like, oh, you don't have to be married. You know, if you just yeah, yeah. love them, you know. It's you just paper. It. It's yeah. paper. It yeah. doesn't mean nothing. I remember I were exactly where we were at. We was crossing the Lowwater Bridge on 282. I love this. This and, is terrific. And I, and I thought to myself, I said, I'm going to have to marry this girl. <laughs> <laughs> got to put a ring on yeah, it. Yeah, and that was my exact thought. It wasn't like, oh crap. Beyonce got... started playing the back yeah. of your ring. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, it wasn't, you know, hey, I'm, I'm going to have to run. I, this is, you know. I was just letting him know. Yeah. I, and also, I said, you know. The honesty, you know. I was yeah. like, I'm, I love it's it. not going to be in two or three. You're not. Gonna, I'm not going to be your girlfriend for two or three years, and then you can ask, like, I don't want to be a girlfriend yeah. for very long. We're going to be on track to this. Yes. Yeah. The, you know, this is a goal I'm working towards. Yes. And yeah, from that point on, I was like, well, it was, it's done. Yeah. I guess if I'm going, this is where I want to be. This is what I'm going to have to do. So. I love it. I, I always think it's funny because, like, when we got engaged, his brother didn't, you know, wasn't in love with the idea of us being getting married. And I'm, and it's just so funny because if he knew any of our conversations, like I, I think friend, guy friends, men that don't think about marriage or don't think yeah. it's something they ever want, they think, well, he's been trapped. But I'm like, I have been nothing but honest with him from the beginning. I didn't make him go buy a ring. I told well, him absolutely. what I expected. He could walk. He could have left me then. He could have said, well, that's not for me. Yeah. Right, yeah. But he didn't. And Yeah, no, I mean, and, and, and that's another thing, you know, whenever we first got married, it was a, a tough battle because, you know, a lot of times I would choose things that I shouldn't choose, like to go do stuff with my brother or other people would take her into consideration. Yeah, just know. not used to it. Yeah. And You've been living life on your own for a long time. A long time, man. I mean, I've never had a serious girlfriend. Yeah. I mean, not like, like this. Well, you had a girl that lived yeah, with you, but he did not... 
Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't like... He didn't respect her the same way. Yes, not at all. It was, you know, she had to... Basically, she needed a place to live. I had a place to live. We were boyfriend and girlfriend at the time. Yeah, no, I just... You know, sure, move in, you know. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. yeah. Here's where we do Here's the house. Here's the house. Yeah, here's where the dishes are. <laughs> here's do the bathroom. You, yeah, yeah, do you cook? <laughs> so... Oh, Anyways, yeah. so yes, I was honest and pretty upfront. I was yeah, like, and uh, and yeah, from then on, I was just like, well, I guess that's this is the road we're going down. Now, one thing I like about you guys is that, um, you know, uh, first time we talked, I could tell very quickly that you guys have learned how to support each other. Which, what's interesting about that is, like in marriages, you know, with all the counseling I do or whatever, it's it is rare for me to find a couple or just even just friendships even where people know how to be there for the other person in the way that's needed, right? But, you know, in the talks that we had, you know, you guys had already shown me that you, you know, you had figured out and yes, there's more to learn, but you'd already figured out how that person needs you to be there for. So imagine that you you have a couple that you're talking to who's just going through a really hard time. Well, what kind of advice would you give to them about how to be there for either a friend or family or a spouse? I mean, how do you support someone who's going through just pain? Can I? Go ahead. I was just going to say, we, it's kind of funny that you said that because I think we recognize that about ourselves a lot. We just had a situation yesterday, yeah, yesterday, where someone had texted us and said that, you know, basically they were breaking up. They're boyfriend and girlfriend. They're not husband and wife, but right, yeah. saying that they were breaking up. And I told TJ after we talked about it for a couple minutes, actually messages while we were here at church and yeah anyways after we talked interrupted about it for, my sermon yeah no i was like oh well, watches you know <laughs> anyway so after we talked about it for a few minutes i'm like i really i don't know what to say exactly all the time because that person th- those two people but the one person that had texas i don't feel like they're ready for that kind of talk because they don't, they don't see that they're maybe wrong sometimes. I don't know yeah. if it's because we were older and, and, you know, yes, TJ was stuck in his ways. I'm very stuck in my ways. I mean, I had lived in, on my own or with a roommate yeah. for six or seven years before we met. And then him, he was the same way a little bit longer because he's older. But, like, it was it's hard. But, I mean, I don't know what we would tell them. Well, one thing that, you know, when we made the decision to be married, that was why we done a covenant marriage. Yeah. Because it's not a easy way out. It's not a signed piece of paper and you get out the door and you're done. You don't have to be with each other no more. You know, you have to go through steps. It's not something that, just like I say, it's not just... No, absolutely, yeah. You just go down to the judge and say, hey, we're done, you know, sign us off, you know. Irreconcilable. Yeah, yeah, you know. and, and We that, don't like each other anymore. Yeah, and that was what... <laughs> and, and even though I wasn't one that wanted to be married... That was one of the things that I said that I wanted was because I, if I'm doing it, I'm doing it once. I come from a broken home. It's tough. Uh, it was some. You of the both hard. have kind of seen. Well, you know, mo- most definitely. Can, can most of, my my mother never got remarried, so I did never have a stepdad in my life. Right. And my dad was married nine times, so. <laughs> He's going for the get us married one, He married one twice, so complete opposite end of the second. <laughs> he married one. Yeah. Are you kidding? That's nine or ten? Well, no. He he, he had nine marriage licenses. He nine he was legally licenses. married eight times. Uh, he never married the last girl that he got a marriage license with, but uh, he was with with her probably the longest. Nine marriage licenses. I love it. And uh, but my dad, he was you know he he got around. He was wild. <laughs> uh, he was an interesting man. Well, I think that, you know, from my perspective, you both seem to be very honest with yourselves and then with each other, mm-hmm. right? Because it's one thing to try to be honest with the other person, but if you don't even know yourself, 
It's really difficult. Well, and one thing that we both know is that's the best way. It might it might not be it might not be what they want at that time, but if they know what's going on, they know the things that are going on, it sure makes it a lot easier to to work through things because there's nothing left hidden. There's not gonna be we're almost got this fixed and then all of a sudden yeah. oh you left this. You find out about this other thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you didn't tell me about this part, you know. I can say for me that I the older I get the more that I notice bad examples maybe even residents I thought were good examples but now I'm like they're not that great of an example right yeah, yeah. now that I'm older and I can see more things and I get to hear more things you know when you're young people try to shield you from things but so now I'm older I'm like you know they're not the what I thought they were and that like I can think of a particular couple that were kind of, to me, they were kind of an example of what I thought a good marriage was. The gold was. standard of marriage, yes. yeah. And now I'm like, I know they don't know that I know, but I'm like, I hear enough now that I know that they <laughs> aren't honest with each other. Right. And it's, we're not like that. I, I, I TJ has, is, has really soft feelings. I do not have soft feelings a majority of the time. I do have, I mean, I, I get emotional, of course, but yeah, of course. he has really soft feelings. And, but I mean, I'm willing to hurt his feelings if it's, if it's better than pretending like he didn't do something that irritated me. Right, because or, yeah. at some point, right, if we're not being honest, if we're not sharing things in our heart and our mind, we're hiding from the other person. Right. right? It's the opposite of, of trust and being vulnerable, of mm-hmm. you know, cleaving is the word in the Bible, yeah. right? To cleave yeah. Yeah. to right. each other, right? It's the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see, and that was one of the things that I really struggled with, too, you know, was understanding that. You know, that, you know, I did choose her, you know, I, this is who I, you know, and I, I made the choice to be with her. You know, I didn't, I wasn't told I had to be with her. You know, I had to basically, you know, sit down with my family and be like, look, this is, this is how it is. Yeah. You know, this is my wife. This is, you know, this is how things are. I'm sorry. We are a small family. You know, there's, you know, I, I, we are a family now. We do things together. It's not. Oh, I'll go do this. You know, with no, you, absolutely. You know, yeah. This is we are we are a family. I was that was that was a major turnaround in our relationship. So we kind of hit on this, but like his brother was not a huge fan of mine, and that you know made his mom not a huge fan of mine because she did love me. I mean, I think your mom's always liked me from the beginning, but she loves her sons. No, and Lawton's the baby. So yeah. Anyways. There came to a point one day I called TJ. Like I said, I'm not an emotional person, but I called. I was actually at work. I had talked to someone, um, and they basically told me that they had been at TJ's nannies, and they just heard them talking about me the whole time. Like they couldn't get my mouth, their, my name out of their mouths. Interesting. And um, Lawton and, and TJ's mom. And so I called. Uh, I called TJ, and I was very. I was crying. I was very upset, and I was like. I'm your wife. They yeah. can't yeah. feel like they can talk about me like that. If they want to talk to me, that's fine. Well, they need to come to our house. Yeah, my personality. I mean, TJ, it's like, oh, you know, for you to have to step in there, it was really a, stretching a, for you. Very much so. It was hard. Because it was, you know, I'm going to have to talk to my mom and my brother mm-hmm. about how they're treating my wife. Yeah. And, 
He was hard. This, this is this is before a, you do it. You know, it yeah, but yeah, volumes to Amber. Well, exa- ex- exactly, and I mean, and you know, and I, I had to, you know, I, and I had prepped myself for that because, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's something that <laughs> took I, a lot, like yes. a lot of breathing exercises, and, and we invited we had invited him over for yeah, dinner because you know, you know, I, you know, we tried, you know, we wanted to be cordial and you know, and just you know, and not like, like it's I no, mean, absolutely, you know, not try to make a big ordeal out of it, but you know, of course, when you start doing that, then of course, you yeah. Know, Oh, no, it's tough. But it's that tough. was that was really uh, for his mom. That, that was, was a one eighty for a one hundred percent for her. That was her. basically after our first year of marriage. Yeah. If you want to have a good marriage, you have to be honest with yourself, with each other. You got to fight for it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the cool thing about marriage is right. It's going to look different in every marriage. Mm-hmm. Yes. One of the craziest things. All right. All right. Now here's the way. Here's kind of like uh, the last question that we're going to end all these these podcasts with for people, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. You're at Grace Church. We all know Grace Church is not a typical church. Mm-hmm. Why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you here? Because I don't feel like when I walk through the door that there's hidden agendas. There's not... You're not going there for them to say, okay, now when you leave here, you got to go. This is who you want to vote for. This is, you know, right. Yeah. You know, we don't, you know, we can call people bad names, but, you know, we don't, we don't, we, you know, just. We don't actually it. address our relationship yeah. with them. We just talk about it. Yeah. You know, and, you know, in the sly, you know, uh, we don't, uh, you know, and one thing about it is, is it's, I mean, I, I don't feel I don't feel the pressure that you normally feel from other churches to you know to, to be a certain way. You know, you don't you don't make it to where you know. I feel like you know I can't go watch a movie that I want to go watch because it might have some bad words in it. You can't listen to actually you know quality music. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, because if, we're Christian. Yeah, yeah, if I want to listen to my rap music, I can't listen to it because it talks about bad things. In Only it. Christian rap there, DJ. Well, I mean, hey, I, I like some of that too. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, man, I, you oh, can open up my phone and it goes from mild, with you. mild to wild, son. That's mild why, to wild. That's why I like you guys. You guys love music. You guys love yes. Razorback. Yes. You guys are honest. I mean, that's pretty much like, for me, that's like three for three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and you love food, right? Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. I mean, I can't find, I mean, like, that's really, I mean, that's it. It's yeah. total baggage. Now, how about you? Uh, for me, I um, love Grace Church because we chose to make this our church because I, I kind of same things. I don't feel pressure to, you're not supposed to conform, and I don't feel pressure to conform to this church. Right. I feel more of a, the open, or I guess not the openness, but the, the I can be who I am and believe what I believe and learn more. Yeah. And I had, I, you know, I have a really problem. I just, I kind of feel like I don't have a lot of the same values that the church I went to growing up has. And grace for me is more of that allow me to explore the values that I'm, I feel inside me. Like no, who I am you. as a person, I can actually explore that and not feel like I'm on the outside. No, yeah. And I've been in church, a church where I felt like if I say who I am, I'm the opposite of every single other person here. It's exception that, you know, that Jesus has a certain type of American values and opinions right. and politics. And if yes. you don't meet that, then you're not following Jesus. Yes, yeah. most definitely. I mean, I, I don't <laughs> I don't agree with... I mean, my opinion is my opinion and who I want to vote for is who I want to vote for. I don't need my pastor telling me, hey, this is the guy you're voting for, okay? Uh, you know, he's, he's all about our Christian values, but yet, yeah, you know, it's... You know, he may not be that, but he may just be who he wants. I think the amazing thing about it, right, is that, like, you know, what we need... Well, 
my opinion. It's just my opinion, right? I, I try to be, you know, a guide that's helping us, you know, to pursue and to know this this God mm-hmm. who is the same creator of someone who's living in, you know, in South Africa and, you know, South Korea, right. you know, in, yeah. <laughs> in Russia, you know, <laughs> in Canada, in the, the buckle of the Bible Belt, you know, right. and, and surely... <laughs> This God's opinions on the world might be a little bit bigger than ours, right? Yeah. And so uh, the cool thing about it is that we can each come from our unique experiences and opinions, but we're all grown towards the same God who's honestly beyond us. Right? Yeah. So much. But so close to oh, us. Yeah. It's crazy, right? Yeah, I mean, and I, I mean, and it just feels natural here. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel, you know, you don't feel like when you're walking in, somebody judging you going, oh, there's so-and-so, you know, they, <laughs> Yeah, there's so and so. Yeah, they like. Now, to, if you walk in like a Texas shirt, maybe like, you know, like, like, long, like you, we might talk about you. He might feel like well, that. yeah, that's different. Though. If you walk in with like Longhorns on, yeah, like, we I might, might go, hey, look at this guy. I mean, yeah, look at, look lovingly at, judge yeah. you. Yeah, we're but, trying to well, save it's, you. It's we're it's trying kind, to save you kind, from the hell. It's kind of being a Longhorn fan. Yeah, it, you know, it's right. kind of like, like when a woman walks in the store and she's got the big swoop hair, and you're like, oh, let me check out. Check out 70s you, hair over you here. You compare a Longhorn fan to 70s hair. What? That's what I'm talking about right there. Yeah. We're doing the good work of Jesus here. We're, we, we're seeing people from 70s <laughs> yeah. hair yeah. and from Longhorn fans. Yeah, and tapered jeans. <laughs> tapered jeans. Oh, yeah. yeah. She, she never lets me live down tapered jeans. Never. Hey, she's already saved you. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's probably the good news. Yes. Um, jeans that fit. I was like, they're jeans. I mean, it's like, they're not they're denim. Good. Yeah. They're not boot cut or, you know, but I, I used to wear Jinkos, so. Jinkos. Yeah. I love it, man. Yeah. 50 inches, I think, are the ones I used to have. Mm. 50 inches. That's impressive. That's I know. Staple them to the back of your For shoe. a short guy? Yeah. On a skateboard? Yeah, see, I, see, that is impressive. See, I, I wasn't a skateboarder. Type. I've been all sorts of But see, I, I hung out at the, I would hang out with the skaters, though. Yeah. Just yeah. to catch the vibe. Yeah, Just exactly. to be in the area. Catch the vibe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, you have survived. Yay. I appreciate you guys. Oh, yeah. You guys are my favorites. Remember, uh, the music, the honesty, and even my food in the uh, Razorbacks. It's yeah. hard to beat you guys. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, no thank problem. you. Thank you.